Hey, this is Chris Mara from Welcome to 1979 in Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Minnesota Music Shakedown, a podcast dedicated to spinning some of the best original Twin Cities and beyond area music. Featured this week are songs by Scott Allen and Capital Sons, plus music and interviews with Chris Mara of Welcome to 1979 Studios and Turn, Turn, Turn. Also, it's the return of the Top 5 Podcast, where a celebrity panel battles over who has the best Top 5 1990s band lists of all time. I'm your host, Mark Sterry, and thank you for supporting live and local music. This is Scott Allen, and you are listening to the Minnesota Music Shakedown.
That was Scott Allen with the title track off his 2022 album, Before My Grown Eyes. Scott will be a featured guest on an upcoming podcast episode soon. Next up, we have Chris Mara from Nashville, Tennessee, talking about his popular recording studio and much more. Welcome to 1979 Studios. Afterwards, here's a song by one of Chris's artists he works with, Mae Simpson, where the 2020 song, Smile. So let's say you're recording a song, and, and are you the one that says... I think we should have a guitar solo here. Uh, like, for example, I was just uh, listening for some reason. I was listening to George Michael the other day and the song okay. Faith because I think he's a great singer. Anyway, so the song Faith, I was just kind of looking it up. Reason why is because I guess he, he sang and played, did all the parts on a lot of his songs. And I kind of wanted to read about you know how he went and did that. He didn't in that song in particular, but it was originally like a minute and a half long. And they added a guitar solo. They did this. So are you the, the producer? Is that the person that adds the guitar solo to make it three minutes? Uh, gives it the kind of like cool intro? Or is that what the producer does? Yeah, I mean, so in that segment, there's a couple different kinds of producers. One where you, a lot of what I work on when I engineer is producers that the artist comes in, works on some stuff, the artist leaves, and the producer starts producing, like what you talked about, right? I I tend to live in the co-producer realm where I work with the artist on what they want to do, but I'll make suggestions. It's like, look, um, I usually look at the whole album, right? Like every song can be cool, but it's like, Hey, this is the third song we've done at this tempo that has a guitar solo right before the second chorus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's change, let's change this song. So the album will sound better. That's kind of what I do. And I leave it up to the band, but I, I explain why I suggest things, and I, and I have a suggestion, and we do it, and I want to make sure they like it, because it's ultimately their, their album and their music that I'm a part of, right? But my job is to make it better. Okay. What is a producer's role in the adult film soundtrack space? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so anyway, um, are you the owner of the studio? Yeah, my wife and I own the studio um, and mastering, and two other companies in in the music space. Outstanding. Um, so here's the thing. So also another band I'm listening to. Uh, for some reason, I'm hitting old school stuff. I've been listening to the Beatles. And I, yeah, that was in high school. I loved the Beatles, and listening to them, and I listened to uh, George Harrison putting together something, and it sounds right. it's you know sounds simple and whatever, and then all of a sudden you hear it at the end, and it's just this big beautiful song. So it was produced by I believe Sir George Martin, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So who are your favorite producers? I think my favorite producer is Rick Rubin because when you listen to what he's done, you can't tell he's done them. Right. And there's other producers where it's like, Oh, that, well, like not to throw stones, but like, um, Oh man, shit. What's the guy with uh, black keys, uh, Dan. So like when, when Dan produces stuff right now, I think you'll, I think he'll widen his net. But right now, when you hear something that he's produced, it sounds like a Black Keys record. Yep. And people come to him for that. Awesome. That, that is, I couldn't make a Black Keys record, right? That sounds like the Black Keys. He can. 
awesome. Rick Rubin did Beastie Boys, right? Then he did Slayer. Slayer. And then he did Tom Petty Wildflowers, which is an acoustic record. And all these things that, and Chili Hot Red Hot Chili Peppers, he did their biggest records. And you and they all sound completely different, and they're all the band. And that I don't. No one really knows how he does it, but that's what I model myself for. If I played you ten things, I would want you to say, "Wow, those all sound really good." I like all these bands. And the common thread isn't. You can't. There's no stamp on it. It's just Chris Mara on it. Outstanding. That's my goal. I agree, yeah. and and especially like I'm a huge fan of Slayer. I like a lot of heavier music and. And uh, you go from Hell Awaits, the band, this the album right before Rain and Blood, where Rick Rubin took over, and it sounds like it was twenty years difference. And for some reason, you can listen to Rain and Blood right now, and it doesn't seem to age. It, like it seems to stand the test of time, and it seems like he doesn't overly use like the reverb and those '80s sounds. Just kind of keeps it really just. Un, it doesn't quite have the same time stamp. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that's they're a, not as... But uh, what's a couple artists you'd like me to spin and talk a little bit about? Um, uh, so, you know, since we're talking about Wisconsin, where we're both from, you know, Corey Chisel and the Wandering Sons is a great record I did several years ago. He's a, just a fantastic person and a hell of an artist. Um, I just got done doing... Uh, a record for a, a guy from Portugal who flew here. Uh, his name is Daniel Kemish. It's really cool. Um, a Nashville area band called Mojo Stop. I just got done doing a record with them. These are all coming out soon. Uh, if you like, I mentioned I don't like country music, but there's a few that I do. Uh, Frank Foster is a really cool guy who actually lives and breathes country music like he takes October off to hunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> yeah. So he writes about what he does and then he he does it really well. Let's say somebody listening wants to either travel in Nashville or talk to you or whatever. How do people get a hold of you? What's your website, Facebook, social security number? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's all uh welcome to nineteen seventy nine is that's us on socials. It's www.welcome1979.com. Uh, my e- my direct email is chris at welcome1979.com. That's C-H-R-I-S. Um, but, yeah, reach out. And if I know Nashville's a long ways away from Minneapolis and Wisconsin and all that. But I'm – tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you want to do. If I can't help, I'll find somebody that can. That's outstanding. I was talking yesterday from Chicago, and they mentioned – a studio in Minneapolis. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. I know that place. That's if you don't if you don't go here and you go there, you're in good hands. Either way. Okay. You know what I mean? So I just want people to to, to do what's best for them.
is her wildness Cause I just want one more glimpse of your fondness So for you are timeless, I get the rhymeless Taking it from the top, letting the music drop Do you Next up is part two of the top five 1990s summer lineup tour where panelists Allie Gray, Uncle Nick, Carl and Rick from Capital Sons, Macklemore Corey, Brad from the St. Paul Curling Club, Coach Scotty Z and myself, similar to a fantasy football draft, draw numbers to determine order, choose one band from the 1990s, if taken, no longer available, for five rounds. And by the end, whoever has compiled the best, according to Judge Rachel and Company's fantasy summer tour of 1990s bands, is declared the winner. Enjoy. So we are on number two of the 1990s rock-ish summer lineup tour. And Rachel, where are we? Nick. We're going backwards. We're backwards. So Uncle Nick, one of my best buds my whole life. Hello. So Nick provided the guitar that I used to record my album Memory Music Rewind. My first album. album. And I had a picture with it on the cover. And I played the 400 bar. That's for a promotion for it and it got fucking stolen and the guitar I don't know if the numbers are correct but the guitar was around five or six hundred dollar guitar so we did so we did a benefit to pay for that at Plums in St. Paul we made two hundred dollars so I gave that to Nick and he bought a two hundred dollar guitar is that true at all? it was a great guitar I don't think uh, I don't think they spent that much on it for me, but, but I know we didn't make up nearly to pay for enough I, I, guitar. I think it, it pretty much did, though. <laughs> and that's the bar that the Semisonic did the closing time thing on. Is, 400 is it really? 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 Yeah. I did not know. Yeah, that. love those wow. plums days. Plums days. Yeah, those are yes. the best. Okay, that was fun. Uh, so we're up. What's that? I said the stories were three hundred bucks. I heard I that. So. <laughs> okay, so we're doing Nick, right? Yep. yep. Nick. My fourth pick for the 2023 1990s band pick, going Offspring. Ooh, Offspring. Nice pickup. I don't listen to the same shit you guys do at all. Like 60 years old now. That's the culture shock. You have them listed as the Offspring. I'm just going to do my favorites then. Hell with it. I'm not going to win anyway. Edwin McCain. I was going to say him. I saw Hootie and Edwin McCain together. Oh. Back, Back when the they 90s. used to tour together, they, yes. were the same. they had a they had a hit song together oh. called "Solitude." I don't think oh he made. And I learned I could learn all kinds of vocal riffs off that one. Mm-hmm. Solitude. That is really good. Okay, so I'm definitely not going to win. I'm so up. Carl. <laughs> well, I'm a singer, and uh, my list so far stays pretty true to that. So 
I'm gonna have to stick with. I'm gonna have to go with Allison Chains, Lane Staley, Jerry Cantrell. Ooh, pick. I hate you. Another one. Oh man. We should hang out sometime. We did. We just don't remember. That could be. I hang out with Bradley all the time. Okay, next up we have Rick. Right. The I chef. Know. I wish you'd have brought some of that sauce. That was so fucking good. It could have been a prize. Oh, it was so. It could have been a fucking prize. But no, it was we'll really, it really good. We'll it's like my favorite shit. Okay, go ahead, Ben. So I'm thinking of the draw for my summer festival. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go with YouTube. They kind of lost their way in the '90s, but they. They're a little electronic. They were still relevant. Disqualified. Let's vote on that. Disqualified. I don't like YouTube, but okay, let's vote. Are they 1990s or the 1980s? Who says they consider it 1990s? I'd say 90s, yeah. 90s. They were on my list. Okay. All right. I say, it's, I say it stays. They I say were definitely stays. more prominent All right, Rick. in the 80s. Rick's having an 80s, 90s and festival. They were great in the 80s. They lost their way in the 90s with all the electronic stuff. And then they came back in the 2000s. They had a resurgence, actually, in the aughts. So you want the 90s stuff? No, I just want them to, 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 to bring in my festival. Well, and then like I'm going to have them release the concert on every one of your fucking phones, okay? And 33 million people will hear my concert. Okay, let's go. Guys, here we go. Next up, uh, with Corey. Corey, talk deep into that mic, bud. Okay, Mark. You better get your edit button ready for this pick. Button. The Butthole Surfers. Okay. He's so excited. Not going for draw, we see. <laughs> Why? Why? I had a dream last the night. song Pepper. I don't know the Butthole Surfers. Are they good, Nick? Uh, Scotty, do you like the Butthole Surfers? It's a, I think I saw them at a Winter Carnival thing when they had it in the St. Paul Auditorium. <laughs> Wilkins, when they had like Slave Raider was they huge in my era. They used to play here. They really Kane. did. Uh, they did. Yeah. He's right. They were kind of what? Punk. Yeah. Punk. Cowboy punk. I don't know. We're done with this. They had a hit in Romeo and Oh, Juliet. who's he's going to serenade you with Butthole Surfers? Oh, my God, it's so funny. <laughs> okay. Next up Brad. we have Bradley. My buddy Bradley from St. Paul Curling Club. A good friend. All right. I got two I want. I got two I want, but I got to make... I'm going to pick the one I think's not going to make it back. Why eyeballing me? I know. Because you you're the you guys are the hot chicks at the table. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Beastie Boys. Ooh. That was uh, I mean, not bad. Not Sabotage. Nice. Good choice. I see their 80s, 90s too. Sabotage, wow. 90s. Well, they kind of broke through in the 80s, but they, the vast majority. They're of them, definitely they're 90s. Yeah. Check check your head. Paul's boutique was 89. Check your head. Brad, I never usually had this much trouble with you. Okay, uh, Scotty Z. Is it okay to pick rap type rock? You get to do whatever you want. You okay, pick kid rock, I'm going to so. pick another group that's not on this list Digital Underground. <laughs> <laughs> Humpty Dance. That's amazing. That and great. it produced I love Tupac. This. this is so great. Who likes the Humpty Dance? I love that song. Yeah, Took made that I, thing I, famous from Orange yeah. Whip. A cover band. I love, I know Orange that Whip. Thank I you, love Humpty Dance. Wow. Did you like, Scotty? Wow. I fucking Burger love King you, dude. Haven't been the same. Oh, dude, oh baby. my God. What was that music festival that they, they, they promised everything and then they served everybody like 
cheese and fire festival. Fire fest. Oh my god. Ooh, this will be curious. Probably something I'll cross off because Allie and I are the only ones that listen to the same shit. I know. Uh, Allie, right. what's what's your next one for number well, two? Well, this this is my number four band, right? And this is a band that I don't know why I like them, but I do. And they're a '90s band, Radiohead. Oh, I love Radiohead. Great, great band, great band. I, but it's strange I like them because it's not something you normally. Would. Yes, I love Radiohead. <laughs> they were not on my official, but they were my honorable mention. Oh wow! Well. I love Radiohead. It has come down to the number one. Now I get to go again, oh, right? The number <laughs> one pick. And then we put our bands in order, right? Okay. All right, my fifth into. band, I had to, so I, I said the Cranberries because I really love Dolores. I, I think it's important to mention female singers in 90s rock bands. I don't really much care for her solo stuff that she went on to do, but I do love the band, no doubt. I love, no doubt. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say. Oh. I thought you. I thought you were gonna say Shirley Manson garbage. Nineties uh, band. I like them too. Okay, we're back to Scotty Z. This is your number one pick, bud. I can't even take this. <laughs> I better order mine here. I'll take Cheryl Crow. Going to your concert? Oh my God! I'm, I cannot wait for the Scotty Fest. He said that like he was on Jeopardy. He said that like it was on Jeopardy. I'll take Cheryl Crow for three hundred. <laughs> Scotty, you bastard! That's a good one. All right, Bradley. Oh, I only get one more. That's it. Damn. Nine Inch Nails, please. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Macklemore Corey, what's your number one? With my last pick and the opening act of my festival, Weird L. Yankovic. Firefest 2023. Eat it, eat it. I love it. He would be a good opening act. Oh my yeah. God, I love that. How was Did the you watch movie? Weird Al movie? Was it good? I haven't seen it. It's good. Yeah, it would be a good opening act. Okay. That is so funny. That is so good. That's good. Rick, top that, dude. He didn't date Madonna. I had a couple of mine just stolen. Stolen. So in honor of Al was stolen. Reduction. Successful surgery. I'm going to go with Blink 182. And all the small things. Oh, he's got a tagline for each choice. I actually wrote down like meaningful stuff, like why I these bands. You can you can tell you can talk a little bit if you want to, but there's too many involved. I, I wrote down What's meaningless best? stuff. Rick just instead. had like penis jokes for each of his choices. You guys have to figure that out in your next practice, I guess. Yeah. So we have Carl next. All right. Uh, so my final then choice. Then say something meaningful with it too, since you went that far. Try the flaming lips. We'll go I'm, great I'm together. I'm gonna read what I wrote. Okay, okay? let's have Carl okay. read what he wrote. You know. First of all, first of all, we haven't mentioned many British bands, so you got to talk about each each generation, each decade has a British invasion band, right? In the '90s, for me, it was Blur, and uh, they were never that big, as big in the United States as they were in, in the UK. But they they were very influential to a lot of other bands, um, and to this day, they are. So, Blur, brilliant song too. There goes, he's not winning. All right. Oh, <laughs> man, it didn't go over that well, did it? But my other ones did. It's a bloody shame. 
Oh shit. Okay, so we had so I am up. Oh my god, my number one. I got all five of mine. Oh. I'm gonna say my head. Oh man, I'm gonna go with this. It's Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Oh, good choice. Yes. That is a good one. Yes. Oh, that's a great pick. Mm -hmm. Lenny Kravitz. Okay, and the final pick. I just watched him doing acoustic. Uncle Nick. Jeez, oh, there's so many left I, I really love. Um, I'm going with a personal favorite band of mine that I love playing acoustic with um, on my studio open mic nights. Gin Blossoms. Gin that Blossoms. was another one. Gin Blossoms. Love them. Okay, so we'll take a minute here. I'm going to stop this. And what we're going to do... Sons with the song I'm Sick off their 2022 EP Passages. We'd like to take a minute to thank the two sponsors of this week's podcast, Heidi Chrysler Zombrota and the B Club. 
we have a top five potential snowstorm coming here in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I'm going to be battling that thing with my Jeep the best I can. My black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler. Went 250,000 miles. My old car was just too much for that poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler. And the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, at the time as I called it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple. Time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out the inventory at SombrotaCDJR.com or take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Sombrota, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Zombrota today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out in that open road in a new ride in the B-Dale Club, the BDC 2100. One of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The Beto Club, located on the corner of County Road B and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is the stone cold truth. Weather permitting, we have a lot of cool stuff going on at the BDL this week. Rocking out with Brian Johnson and Nicole Stanton on Thursday. And then Sunday is the Winter Bocce Tournament, one of my favorite days of the year. Got a new kitchen coming in this week as well. Excited to check it out. Natalie, Shelley, Dustin, the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. As of late, my libation of choice is a classic Greyhound cocktail. And there to quote 16-time world champion Ric Flair, tasted little devils. Live music, pool table, pull tabs, Tuesday night chess society, bingo, meat raffle, bocce ball Thursdays, and much, much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one tonight, whenever they're open, if they stay open through this awful storm. Now, for sure, Thursday and Sunday. Up next, I speak with Adam Levy, Savannah Smith, and Barb Brinstead of Turn, Turn, Turn about their hit 2023 album, New Rays from an Old Son. Afterwards, hear their new single, Hymn of the Hater. Um, yeah, so you guys started off sure. as, a, as a cover band, and when did you start morphing into doing original stuff and records? Well, too long after we started playing, I think it was a couple months, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it almost felt like it happened by necessity. Like it was hard when we would do shows, we were like, let's add new, new covers. And so every time we were trying to learn songs and a lot of them weren't super easy, you know, so they weren't really easy to memorize. So we were sort of limited in terms, we had a, a fairly sizable um, cover list, but we would play shows occasionally. And we're like, oops, we're at the end of the show here. What now? And Barb mm-hmm. would lean over to Savannah and say, let's do one of your originals. And I mean, I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to do originals in this band. But we did it, one of Savannah's tunes. And um, I mean, so Savannah's an awesome songwriter. And so, you know, people loved that song as much, if not more, than the cover songs we were doing. And I think lights sort of went off for us. Like, I don't know, what if? what if we made a, an originals record? Everybody in this band can write songs. Everybody's written songs. And I certainly had a big batch of things that I was going to do with the honey dogs or solo. And I thought, well, what if some of those, you know, like I wasn't singing on them. I wasn't singing lead. What if I handed them off? What would that sound like? And so, you know, we, we got offered some studio time. And as I said, we just literally tracked a record in a couple of weekends. And that was sort of the end of just being a cover band cool so savannah you you were a twin city songwriter and went to school with adam and or he was your teacher barb what's your connection are you a player on the cities i read yeah um so i knew people that adam knew um particularly his brother noah 
I played with Noah in a project and, and um, I think George Scott McKelvey, I also knew him. So, um, yeah, just um, a few people I knew in common and they connected me with Adam. Okay. So your guys is like Facebook and online presence the uh, one of you guys is a good really good visual artist so who does all your guys' photos and it all looks so professional and so like uh just high quality rolling stone slash 1960s stuff like who does all your artwork album covers the cool photos the cool outfits we choose our own outfits um savannah has a vintage clothing store in eau claire um so we get a lot. And then, of course, Adam, as you probably know, loves clothes. So we all love clothes. But we also um, were connected to some great photographers, uh, who many of whom we call friends. The person who did the cover designs for the last two albums is somebody that Adam's used for the Honey Dogs. Yeah, I've worked with that guy, Matt Follert, for many, many years. He's done like all of the honey dogs work, but he also does like a lot of the black keys and Wilco and spoon posters uh, and kind of t-shirt designs. And he's just stayed really good friends with me. And I think he's always kind of been a fan. Wow. That's cool. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask about a few songs. If you guys don't mind doing well, kind of like a story behind the song segment, like um, before I play him on the show. So how about, Stranger in a Strange Land. That was one of my, if not, that was one of my favorite ones. So if you want to talk about the songwriting process, recording process, what you meant about that, what's the story behind Stranger in a Strange Land? So um, I started that song uh, before handing it off to Adam and Savannah for their feedback. And that's how I like to work best at this point, because I am sort of a lapsed songwriter, I guess. I, I wrote a lot of songs in my 20s. I played in a lot of bands, and then I haven't done it for a while, so so I'm a little rusty. But um, I wrote that song. Um, I lost two sisters during the pandemic who were younger than me, and I wrote that song when I was walking around Lake Harriet one day, so I wrote it all in my head. Um, and I tried to remember all the words and the melody. I was, like, singing it in my head the whole way around, and then and it's a five-mile walk for me. Um, when I got back home, I found the guitar chords, and I put it, um, I recorded it, and I sent it to these two. And then Adam took it, and, um, and this is what I was hoping he would do, was that he he said, yeah, this works, but let's try this. He changed some of the melody lines. He shortened the, the chorus. I think we got rid of the bridge altogether. So some pretty significant tweaking. Um, and then he gave it back to me, and I said, yeah, that's awesome. I was so excited. And I said, but wait, the bass line needs to do something different. The bass line needs to move <laughs> the song forward because the bass line was completely different. So then Adam told me his inspiration for the song. I went back, took the bass line, fiddled around a lot. And that's what sort of, I think, drives the song. And then Adam adjusted his guitar part so it matched the bass a little better. I, that's one of my, that's actually... In terms of the drums, Josh Kaplan did those drums, and every time I listen to that, I I just I think he did such a fabulous job. I mean, they're very simple, but they're just super crisp, and I, and I just like how that song just keeps moving forward. Yeah, so, and when Barb gave it to me, I don't recall you telling me exactly no. what it was about. No, I didn't. You no, know? and so I um, 
I thought it was about something that was more kind of general, like just about feeling really displaced and kind of just in this t- period of time that we're living, really disconnected from everything, a stranger in a strange land. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get that it was a grief song. Of course, after Barb told me that, it all made sense. But I was kind of thinking of it along the lines of some of the other things I'd been writing on the record. And maybe that was just me being a knucklehead. But part of me thinks it's kind of cool. Like, I didn't know exactly what the feelings that Barb had. I could have done. I think if I had known that, I probably would have aimed for something a little more somber. But I also know about my songwriting um, I like to talk about things that might be slightly heavier subjects, but couch them in an enjoyable um, kind of musical environment so that there's catchy hooks and I'm not just kind of hitting people over the head with some, you know, preachy stuff. And I like the fact that I could give it, you know, that I want to be able to give my stuff to people. I'm, I'm a, I work in marketing. I have my whole life and I'm used to being highly collaborative with people. And just like really going, here's an idea. What do you think? How can we, and working with teams and like everybody is weighing in saying, oh, I think this would be great. And so that's just totally how I I like to work. Um, so I was just thrilled that it actually, t- you know, turned in a different direction to end up being the song it is. That's great. That's awesome. Savannah, is there a song you want to talk about on the record that sticks out for you? Uh- or- <laughs> you know, I this was not my record for songwriting, so I was a I was a collaborator and a cheerleader. <laughs> but um, let me think for a second. So I sing "Powder," which I really like. Um, it's it's funny because every time I try to grill Adam about what the song is about, he kind of just shrugs and he's like, "Oh, you know, everyday life." and um, but I think that song sonically is so interesting. Uh, people really, people really dig that one. They do. Yeah. Somebody just said it sounded like a monkey's song it's in one totally of the reviews that we got. And I went and listened to the song that they name checked and I'm like, holy mackerel. I've never heard this before, but it does have, that person was pretty spot on describing the, the musical vibe of it. Cool. I'll ask you yeah. one more. How about Dopamine Blues? That's one of my other favorites. Um, that was a song in its basic form that was about thinking about a person who's broken up with you and just basically not being able to get over them. And that we uh, spend a lot of time trying to escape pain in our lives looking for pleasure and and sometimes the pain itself can be uh the source of a little bit of serotonin or dopamine so i don't know it's kind of a pun like you know dopamine blues dopamine should make you happy but uh somehow it's sort of bringing you down too much of a good thing right i heard you man i hear you and that was yeah go ahead um okay uh do you have anything, anything else you wanted to add to that about that song or whatever um no it's just really fun to record it it again you know it was one that i putzed around with for a long time and put layers on it but it really didn't sound good until there were all of these voices and so when i listen to that song i feel like it's one of those songs that really highlights the band 
as a unit in terms of a kind of vocal, like a single voice in certain places that yeah. doesn't sound like any of us, really. It's just something really unique that is about that blend. i 
home. This week's episode of the Minnesota Music Shakedown is another song by one of the featured guests this week, Chris Mara, from 1979 Studios in Nashville, with a song by one of his artists he works with, Corey Chisel, with the song 17. This has been the Minnesota Music Shakedown. If you'd like to toss a buck or two in this podcast chip jar, please go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music. If you like what I do, check out my website, markstarymusic.net for song or artist submissions. Please email me at markstarymusic at gmail.com or message me on social media. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. I am not 17 anymore. That's not what you're buying I ain't staying clean anymore I ain't even trying I ain't even trying